Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Miles Younger podcast, the only podcast that can knock 10 years off you in under 30 minutes. No one's yet commented to say that is not the case, so as long as that continues, I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, great feedback as well. Thank you very much. Coming up today... You definitely have to look after yourself more with HIV. You have to think about what you're eating, what you're drinking, um, whether you do physical activity, that kind of thing. We're talking to HIV-positive men about how living with a permanent condition like HIV changes your attitude to ageing. Let's face it, it wasn't until recently people heard those words and didn't assume a shorter life and, and now all that has changed. First off I spoke to Tom who runs a website supporting those with HIV and challenging attitudes, it's called Beyond Positive and Philip Baldwin, a gay rights activist who's campaigned for the rights of those with HIV for many years. Also coming up on the Miles Younger counter this week, retinol, the wonder product and why it really works. And in the Miles Younger truth this week, my thoughts on beards and whether they're ageing. And this isn't just for the men by the way, you'll find out why later. Okay, let's start with my first guest, uh, Tom. He's HIV. He runs the online magazine Beyond Positive. And we wanted to talk about ageing. So, Tom, welcome to the Miles Younger podcast. It's lovely to see you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, uh, do you know what? I, I've been following your tweets for a while, actually, editor of Beyond Positive, uh, org. I thought I'd get the plug-in oh, straight you. away. Very kind, very kind. <laughs> um, and then I noticed that you had recently been to a conference about... HIV and aging and I thought I need to get this guy on the podcast I need to find out more about this um let's start if you don't mind with your story um when were you diagnosed uh, I was diagnosed back in August 2011 so nearly seven years now and did you go on to medication straight away yes yeah, so I was part of a trial called start um, which was uh, finding out whether it's better to put people on treatment as soon as they're diagnosed or the, the traditional thing of waiting a while until their health deteriorated to start treatment by I was in the straight away arm so yeah I went on treatment within about a month of being diagnosed and you know have been on it ever since. Were you part of that era that when you received the diagnosis you were like I mean obviously it's a shock but automatically you were like it's all right I'm going to be okay or did you feel you were part of that era that still had that fear about not quite knowing I knew bugger all about HIV when I was diagnosed. Um, I went to a good Church of England school in the Midlands and sex education was a cartoon of two rabbits having sex and then a <laughs> video of a, a baby coming out of a woman and on a VHS 
And then the lady said, so that's that. There was nothing about condoms or HIV or sexual health. And then from school, I went into a, a long-term relationship, so I didn't really engage on the gay scene with all these, the sexual health messaging. So when I came out of that long-term relationship um, at about after about eight years, I knew nothing about sexual health, and it was only about a year and a half until I found out I was HIV positive because I you know, had, didn't know the, the skills and knowledge and the tools to look after myself, unfortunately. So when I got the news I was HIV positive, I thought I was going to die, I thought I was going to have sex again, I thought I'd never find another relationship, which is obviously not true, but just knew nothing about it at the time. So you were uh, believing all those um, myths, if you like, that you'd grown up with, that a lot of people had grown up with in the 80s, those yeah. terrifying images yeah. that had all embedded on our minds, those those hideous adverts in the 80s that, yeah. that were around. I, mean, I was only five at the time those adverts were out in, the, in like 89, but yeah, all I'd ever really known about HIV was when it was on the news in um, you know Ethiopia there's, and there's a famine and they, they didn't have access to medication. I thought, you know, how did this happen to me in, in Worcestershire in 2011? But it does happen to everybody. HIV does not discriminate. And as you say, your reaction was one of, of shock and, and obviously fear. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were scared. How long did it take you to, if you like, calm down with that and become confident that actually you were able to live a, a, a long and fulfilling life? Uh, it didn't take me that long, maybe a couple of weeks. I am a very practical person. So as soon as I got the news, I went home and I did lots of research. I did lots of reading. I Googled stuff, which is always a bad thing to do with a medical never condition. Google, never, never Google. Never Google <laughs> a medical condition. Um, but I found some great sites like um, AIDSmap.com, uh, where there's lots of information about HIV and it just told me, you know, you will live as long as everyone else. Treatment is really simple for a lot of people. It's once a day. And that, you know, it calmed me down. I'm, once I knew what I was dealing with, I was okay. It's just the fact that I went from having no idea about HIV to it being like the most important thing in my life all of a sudden. Once you've kind of dealt with the fact that, you know, you're taking the medication and, uh, you know, obviously your life will not be cut short... Then you probably turn to the other aspects and the side effects uh, of what you're doing and what you're having to take. Yeah, HIV drugs are incredibly powerful. They're, they're designed to get into every part of your body, your blood, your muscle, your brain, you know, it, so to combat the HIV wherever it is in your body. But they are very, very powerful drugs, and you take them every day for the rest of your life. And, you know, they do build up over time. The first one I was put on, I had some horrible side effects, migraines, hallucinations, insomnia, nausea. Uh, but, they, you know, I, I, I quickly realized that that wasn't for me, and they changed me. There's like 26 different combinations you can be put on, and, you know, the one I'm on now is absolutely fine. But, you know, they're still powerful drugs and they have an impact on the body, whether it's immediately or over the years, unfortunately. Did you worry, and it might sound really superficial for some people to think this, but but did you worry about how it was going to affect how you look? Because oh, I'll be honest, yeah. I think I would. And I think a lot of people would if they were honest and admitted that. Yeah, one of my biggest fears when starting treatment was a hang-up from, from the 80s, um, something called lipodystrophy, which is where the fat in your body sort of moves around and you get those... those love there's lovely you know um throwback images of people with really gaunt faces yes. and little weirdly shaped um, muscles mm. but that doesn't happen with the new drugs but again it's because i knew nothing about hiv that was very present in my mind but yeah how I, how i look is very important to me i am a gay man living in london um so it did something con that concerned me but you know i will age 
gracefully or disgracefully one way or another but <laughs> try and look good as I do it but you do look great uh, and um, you've got fantastic skin thank you uh, you clearly you look after yourself don't yes. you yeah do you um, find because of uh, the condition and because of the drugs you're taking you're probably taking more care of yourself in that way than you might have done actually in that way it could be a bonus yeah I think for a lot of people with HIV um, your diagnosis is a point where you think about your life uh, and what you're going to change going forward because you definitely have to look after yourself more with HIV you have to think about what you're eating what you're drinking um, whether you do physical activity that kind of thing because again a lot of the medications you need to think about when you, what time of day you take them what you eat them with or if you drink with them etc but also you realise that you know you are a fragile animal and you need to look after yourself going forward so I I was going to say I cut down drinking but you, we both know I went out on the lash last night he was out last night he came in here and he was like oh so I was like I was like really how very unprofessional no I'm joking how unprofessional of you no I mean you wouldn't know I mean no. goodness you're holding it together well my friend you really are um, but yeah you I've certainly cut back on my drinking. I eat a lot more healthily than I, I might have done back then in 2011. I do more exercise. Also, I do things that I find more enjoyable and more important in life. I used to have a really dull job in IT. You know, no shade to anyone who works in IT. I, I love computers and tech, but it wasn't a job that I enjoyed. So I've got, moved into working in HIV, which I find very fulfilling. I've really repaired relationships with people because, you know, it makes you evaluate what's important in your life with receiving something as, as massive as a HIV diagnosis. Moving on to this whole area of ageing, um, for anyone, no matter, you know, it could be HIV, it could be something else, there is um, research in terms of your condition and how people are ageing. What is that research and does it concern you? So, yeah, ageing and HIV is a really big topic at the moment. Um, everyone's talking about it like no one had ever considered it before, but, we, you know, we've been dealing with HIV for over 30 years now but it's the first time because it is such a short lifespan of the of the the condition only 30 something years of HIV we're getting our first generation of people are actually aging with HIV they're actually going into that you know the 60s 70s 80s of HIV so we're able to observe them for the first time and compare them to the general population and we're finding unfortunately that people with HIV are aging quicker than the general population um you know, there's uh, neurocognitive issues appearing earlier in people living with HIV. There's issues around um, pain, so like neuropathy, um, issues around skin conditions, issues around muscle and joint pain, um, and cancers as well. Unfortunately, a lot of cancers are more common in people living with HIV, which again age you. Um, and it's for two reasons, really. So the, the, the virus itself, um, when it's in your body, it causes inflammation. Um, it's just your body's immune response to virus, but that is inflammation, which then can age things like your joints and your, and your muscles and, and your bones. Um, but also the medication itself is quite powerful and it has an effect on your cognitive abilities. Some of the medications cause um, bone density issues, which obviously make you, um, you more uh, susceptible to broken bones, uh, for example. Um, so unfortunately, people with HIV do age quicker. But also at the same time, people with HIV are being encouraged and helped to look after themselves better. So currently, just think, despite people ageing with HIV um, faster than the general population, they're going to live longer than the general population as well. People, the average person diagnosed today is expected to live longer than somebody who doesn't have HIV. That's remarkable. And is that because being aware of all of these things, they're almost taking more care of themselves? Yes. Than so. that, I, I suppose what that proves is that 
the general population often takes their health for granted, whereas in your situation, you're saying you absolutely don't. Yeah. The so your average man, you know, your average white British male doesn't go to a doctor ever. Like unless there's something seriously wrong, it's impossible to get a guy to go to a doctor. But people living with HIV see their their clinic three, two or three times a year. And at that those appointments, they get a full blood workup, they get, you know, a full health check, MOT, and they pick up the slightest issue before it's even like a problem. So I had a an issue with my iron levels, which a normal person would never pick up. And, they, you know, they corrected it straight away. And that engagement with healthcare two or three times a year, every year, and constant monitoring means that we're actually in pretty good condition. So we're expected to live a bit longer than people without HIV at the moment. So it's, uh, yeah, and it's a case of the fact that you get that monitoring um, and obviously maybe the general population uh, don't feel the need or can't obviously uh, get that service. Um, that's really interesting, really interesting that, how, how it how it's obviously enables you to know a lot more about what's going on in your body or more more self-aware about oh, aging and what goes on than maybe the rest yeah. of us who just take it for granted some of us yeah yeah i mean and there's it but also um as i've 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 been talking about in the conference in ukraine i've just come back from about aging and hiv we've also got a second group of people um who you wouldn't necessarily think of as aging with hiv but they're the people that are born with hiv who might only be 20 now and you'd never consider lumping them in with aging but you know they've had HIV for 20 years they've been on treatment for 20 years yes of which course. is you know three times as long as me in my 30s yes um, and they you know they've grown up with um, HIV in their body and the medication in their body and how does that affect them growing up and developing as, as an adult as an adolescent so absolutely I mean in some ways if you were to look back you would say it was remarkable we were having this conversation putting those two words HIV and aging together yeah. in the early days uh, people would not you know that that was not something that was on the yeah. cards at all was it? HIV is the fastest moving disease area in the world period we've gone from finding out about HIV and AIDS in the the early 80s through to 2018 so 35 uh, odd years later and we now have treatment this is one pill once a day which keeps you healthy and it means you can't pass the virus on so it might not be a cure but it's pretty damn close and that's in 30 years you know we've got conditions that we've we've known about for 100 150 years and we don't have treatments for them yet so it is remarkable, really, when it you think of it really like that. It really is a medicine yeah. success story. It's amazing, really. There'll be more from Tom later, and we'll talk to Philip Baldwin, a gay rights activist, right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. On the Miles Junkie counter this week, retinol, one of a handful of products that's scientifically proven to work. Now, retinoids, that's the group name for them, work by prompting surface skin cells to turn over and die rapidly, making way for new cell growth underneath. They hamper the breakdown of collagen, they thicken the deeper layer of skin, and this is where wrinkles start. So, basically, they help prevent wrinkles. Let's start with this. Rock Retinol Correction Deep Wrinkle Anti-Aging with Mineral Extracts. It costs £15 for a tube and it contains a high degree of retinol. That's what you're looking out for, the percentage of retinol. How about this from The Ordinary? Again, uh, these are simple products. Granactive Retinoid 2% Emulsion, just £8. But if you really want to go for something that has a deeper treatment, then Tretinoin Cream. It's available online. It's £30 a tube online, but it is a high-strength product. Now, normally, you would have to get this under prescription, so I say it is available online, but please, please be careful. It's a derivative of vitamin A. Uh, it's used on the skin, basically the treatment of mild to moderate acne. Uh, so it, it is much stronger than the other products. However, it will have an effect on your skin. Just be careful if you get out in the sun after using it. You may notice this kind of burning sensation as you're using it. Uh, in extreme cases where you want an intensive treatment over a shorter period of time, uh, I would recommend this cream. But start on the lowest strength possible and then build yourself up if you feel that you need those extra effects. Let's get back to our chat on HIV and ageing. And let's introduce Philip Baldwin. He's a gay rights activist who's campaigned for the rights for those with HIV for many years. Here's what he thought. In terms of my own health regime, um, I mean, obviously, I, I, I take my HIV medication every day. Um, I go to the gym. Um, does, does the medication, does it affect you in any way in terms of your looks? Because I know some people can go on medication and they go, I'm sure wh whatever condition you're on, I'm sure the medication is a degree. It makes me look tired. It makes me look puffy, blah, blah, blah. Does it, does it, it doesn't have any of those effects at all? Um, so my HIV medication has no side effects um, at all. Mm. In terms of uh, in terms of your looks and in terms of how you feel, nothing. Yeah, what what we don't know um, is um, really how the HIV medication might be impacting me in thirty or forty years time. So it's quite interesting in that we're now seeing the first generation of people who are growing old on the anti on the antiretroviral treatments for HIV. So the antiretroviral treatments for HIV were introduced in 1996 and it's because of those antiretroviral treatments that I can say I have a normal lifespan. However, um, both health professionals and charities um, are a bit uncertain at the moment about the long-term impact um, that these treatments are going to have um, because um, as as the title of the Terence Higgins Just Report suggested this is uncharted 
Arctic territory and um, it's the first generation really who are um, living so long with HIV. So you obviously you will know more as the years go by because you know there are people in their their 50s you know 60s now who who will be discovering things that obviously maybe will help your generation as we go along as well let's talk about the other thing about um growing older is obviously you know we want to look our best we also want to kind of feel our best and have uh, lots of people and friends around us um people with hiv may well have been in the situation where other people that they've known who also had HIV have maybe not been so lucky and I'm talking about this generation now that we're talking about who are in their 50s and 60s um, who may have lost people lost friends um, and loneliness is always a, a is is a huge thing for for a, a, a generation of old people even more so now and would you say that's something in particular that people with HIV are, are aware of as well this kind of this feeling of becoming older and becoming more more lonely. So the older people living with HIV are impacted a lot by loneliness and also financial uncertainty. So, um, for example, a lot of people who um, were diagnosed with HIV in the 80s and the 90s found that their entire friendship circles were wiped out. What would you have said to your 24-year-old self now, given that diagnosis I would I would give that 24 year old a big hug and tell them that everything is going to be okay I would tell him to follow the advice of um, of his doctors um, and I would also tell him to reach out to peer support networks to speak to other people living with HIV and specifically to yourself what would you have said because obviously you went home and we've heard you know that whole thing how you didn't tell anyone how you curled up on the sofa how you what would you say to yourself in terms of how to then deal with that moment? How would you, what would you change? Um, I would say that it's going to be a difficult time. You know it's going to be a difficult time, but just try to take things um, day by day. Um, keep working hard at the different areas in your life and things will work out. Um, HIV is not a death sentence um, and it shouldn't impact your life. Finally, do you think there's um, enough support currently for uh, people living with HIV and the kind of uh, age groups we've been talking about, 40s, 50s, this, this, this generation who are here and some of whom never expected to be? Is there enough support? Because there is now an increasing awareness around ageing and HIV, um, a number of the charities um, have set up groups, support groups, specifically aimed at older people living with HIV. So the Terence Higgins Trust have a group called the, the Silver Surfers, and they meet um, at a um, cinema to watch films. And I've heard really positive feedback about that. Now, um, clearly it's harder making services like that available in rural communities. So I think there are still um, real problems there. Um, Ageing with HIV is something that we've only really become aware of as a trend over the last two, two to three years. So um, 
there are an increasing number of resources being made available for older people living with HIV, but we do certainly need to do more. It's been lovely talking to you. Uh, so insightful. Um, I, I feel I've learnt more, and I hope people uh, listening will, will feel that they've learnt more uh, because that's what it's all about, isn't it, really? And I'm glad that you're really happy, and I'm glad that, obviously, you know, you're... You, very healthy as well because that's important isn't it yeah and you feel great yeah um yeah and, and I, I would say as well it's been um a real joy being on your on your podcast oh that's nice thank <laughs> you you can come back again that's lovely thank you you can hear more from philip on a special bonus edition of the miles younger podcast which will be coming out at the end of this series but right now let's get back to tom because tom was also telling us his story and how he's feeling as an HIV man who, well, is now in his 30s, but it's not going to be there forever. Um, and just going back to this whole area of uh, ageing that we were talking about. So um, what about you individually, apart from, because you look great and you've been out on the uh, on the vinos yesterday and the, <laughs> and the beers and the gin, whatever it was, um, and, and you, your skin looks great. Do you have like a regime uh, that you follow? And as we've discussed, maybe you do it a bit more because of you're aware of, of how the drugs in in your system might affect your body yeah i take um a lot of care of my skin because a it's the first thing people really see um so i'm quite conscious of that yes i always tell people that on the face it is the most important thing because you can't flash your six pack at a stranger in a bar although quite frankly some of the people some of the bars i've been to they do but (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah and also at your age as well you know you want to continue to look uh, uh, good for as long as you can don't you yeah. and in a sense and obviously I know part of your work it, it, it means that you will be out there explaining your situation but for some people now as you've described with taking this pill hmm. they may well feel they want to keep that as something private oh, yeah. to within just their f- close family and that's it yeah most um, people don't share their HIV status with the world like I do I mean it's just with any health condition, you don't generally just go around shouting about, hello, I've got, you know, I don't know, psoriasis to everybody. But it's because HIV is so still very stigmatized, even in 2018, and it's still very misunderstood. It, you know, some of us still have to go around and talk about it. But no, it's not for everyone. And there's no reason for a lot of people to. It's treatment simple. It's effective. You know, it's one pill once a day. You see your doctor two times a year. There's there's no real reason for you to be telling everybody and for them to be worried about you. Do you think uh, part of that stigma still exists in the sense of, can you imagine someone looking at you and saying, which sounds awful, but saying, but hang on, you don't look like you have HIV. Oh, I hear that all the time, yeah. People with HIV hear that all the time. You don't look like you've got HIV. And that's that's a terrible thing to hit. Yeah, and that's, that shows that, their, I guess, their lack of knowledge and education of where we currently are. Yeah, I mean, it takes back to what you said, those images of the of the 80s and the tombstones and those those videos from hospitals of people dying. That's what people, a lot of people still think HIV is. I mean, I thought that seven, eight years ago when I was diagnosed. But, yeah, that's still the hang-up people have. And, you know, some of us have to be wandering around shouting, you know, it's life goes on you still look wonderful I mean if you look wonderful to begin with it's not going to make you look any better either but, <laughs> but it does probably make you look after yourself more and I, I do like that and I think that's an inspirational message to people who are listening to this as well who maybe take their health for granted a, a lot of people take their health for granted but a lot of people said when, they, when they're diagnosed it's a turning point they, they change how they look after themselves they change possibly what they're doing for a job 
they start to think about repairing relationships or, or life things they want to do and achieve. And I'd hope that stigma has moved on. I'd hope society has moved on. HIV's got to a point where you can't pass it on to your sexual partners. You can have a, you can have a, be a HIV positive mum, a HIV positive dad, and have a HIV negative baby, and that's incredible. But should, we just need society to to move along with us. It is incredible, um, and let's hope it's just a question of timing for that yeah. uh, to happen. And in terms of um, yourself. Um, Obviously, you're happy with your partner at the moment. At the moment. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Always available for opportunities. Uh, should they come along? Um, no, he's and a sweetheart. He's got... He's a, he's, he's he a must HIV have been... positive activist as well. So okay. he, he understands Did when I'm... Did you meet uh, through your work? Yeah, I met on Twitter through my work, actually. That's um, wonderful. But he, he understands when I'm having, you know, down days. He understands when I'm being conscious about how I look. Because, you know, it's it's things that go through his head as well. And finally, um, can you give some advice to people who are, and I'm not just talking HIV here, but uh, maybe any condition where you feel that it's going to affect how you age, uh, maybe how you look, um, what would your advice be for people who are dealing with that? Firstly, don't take yourself too seriously. Um, Some things are out of your control. Unfortunately, yes, some conditions will cause you to look different or feel different and some of the things you can't control. But just go with it. Try and do what makes you feel good, whether it's dressing up like a clown and getting a strange red perm, whether it's taking yourself down to the shopping centre and spending loads of money on some clothes because it's going to make you feel better. Do it. Go and get a new haircut. Um, But also don't think just short term. Think long term. Think what what I do today is going to have an impact 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Um, so take care of yourself now. Maybe start investing in some skin care in your 20s. Not, don't wait until you've already got wrinkles in your 40s because it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm already trying to fight them back. It's not working. Um, but yeah, slowing it just down, love yourself. It? Just look after yourself. Um, do what makes you feel good. Excellent. Well, I think that's perfect advice. I think for everybody to be fair um, but uh, I, it's been really interesting chatting to you I feel like I've learned so much I really have um, and, uh, and hopefully that will be the same uh, for people listening and also uh, for people who have maybe tuned into this podcast who are also uh, with HIV and uh, they maybe will have found some inspiration here <laughs> to just to, to keep looking fabulous and not worry too much about yeah. these other effects yeah. because if you're being tested all the time, then they're going to uncover this stuff yeah, probably yeah. before before even I know what I've exactly. got. Exactly. You know, the monitoring's wonderful. You'll live long and happy. It'd be fabulous. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks to Tom and to Philip for talking to me there. I, I think you'll agree it's a really fascinating area and one that is changing all the time. I found that so amazing that the longevity is actually increasing because, as Tom was explaining, HIV men are getting tested more for all sorts of other conditions as well. So in a way, they're alerted to things much earlier than we are. Just fascinating. Love that. As ever with these podcasts, I like to end with a Miles Younger Truth. And today we're talking beards and ageing. Now, this isn't just aimed at the men. Because women, as you know, you'll look at your man and think, do I like that beard now? Mm, Now it's gone a bit more grey. Does it look all right? Does it look distinguished? Do we think so? Does it look a bit messy? A bit trampy? Do you know what I mean? So, some key questions I wanted to give you the answers to today. And the first off is, does the hair quality of the beard change as we age? 
Well, yes, obviously it does, and it can go grey. But what's interesting is that it's not affected by the hair on your head. So you can have a completely grey head of hair, and you'll still find that the hair colour of your beard can remain. Although you'll notice it will go patchy in places, so there'll be grey areas, particularly around the chin, which seems to develop first. Um, but around the sides, you can often have darker hair. So it's nice to have your natural colour still there in some degree. Now, should you dye it or leave it natural? Well, recently, uh, I spoke to a friend who was considering dyeing his beard. He was worried about the grey hairs in it. But the trouble was, he did it and he didn't dye it well, so it drew more attention to it. So you can do these things, but you've got to do it really, really well. And sometimes, actually, by just leaving it, it can blend in with your natural colour. And even though you'll notice it, actually, with your skin tone and everything else, as long as your skin is healthy, it, it can just look right. That salt and pepper thing can work. So dyeing is okay, but it has to be really, really good. And if you're doing it yourself at home, then just please, the weakest one possible to start with. Otherwise, it ends up looking like a stick-on beard. What style of beard is most youthful? That's another uh, good question. People always say that the goatee is the one that ages you the most and I would tend to agree with that there's something about that style that on a guy that just says maturity and somehow the thicker moustache just adds a certain element of of age uh, and it's just not a youthful look so much um, whereas a neatly cropped full beard can look more youthful than say a, a goatee the other brilliant thing to remember about beards is they actually protect you from the sun. So all that UV exposure that you've been getting around the lower half of your face is actually getting blocked by the beard. So it just means that that skin underneath is going to be protected. It's going to look more youthful. So one day when you do decide to shave off the beard, it's going to look fantastic. You've obviously got a much lower risk of things like skin cancer. It's actually protecting you from aging. So uh, when it comes to beards and aging, they'll protect you. They've got to look right. Don't overdo it with the colour. Go for a modern style. Keep it neatly trimmed. And you'll always look your best. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you like those tips and we'll see you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.